Hi guys, hope you get to another episode of When the Scriptures Become Real. It's again a podcast where we learn, where we study, where we grow. Uh, we try to become the best versions of ourselves as we can as we continue to serve our Lord. You can find the podcast on YouTube, and you can also find the podcast anywhere that you can get your podcast. And we're so thankful that you guys have found us and you're with us today. So again, like I mentioned before, we recorded earlier this week. I didn't think I'd do another podcast, uh, but here we are again in front of the microphones recording. Uh, so I'm thankful for another opportunity that we can record. Uh, and as you see, if you're watching the video portion, uh, I'm here with with Christian again. And it's just a great opportunity to study and, and talk with him. And I'm thankful for uh, his availability. And so what I'll do is uh, I'll give him the chance to introduce himself to you guys. And then we'll get started. After hours, I always like to make that joke when we go podcast late hours of the night. That's what no. it is. That's what uh, it is. <laughs> no, but um, I can't thank Jordan enough for having me back on the show. It's been a couple weeks, I believe. Yep. But um, awesome episode that we did a couple weeks ago, not just because I was on it, but just the topic and, and the topics that he comes up with and he gets to speak to you all about. Just all his episodes are just phenomenal. So I, I listen to him on a, on a daily basis at work, whatever I'm doing, but um, enough chit chat. My name is Christian <laughs> Franklin. Uh, I currently live in Moore, Oklahoma. I work down in Norman, Oklahoma. Um, I work as a communications and marketing director for the Norman Economic Development Coalition. But as I tell Jordan uh, on the side, really not on the side, it's just a, it's, it's another passion of mine is, is ministry and preaching. I love to preach. I love to teach. I love to study God's word. And uh, so that's that's just kind of a condensed version of my history or background. But, um, you know, it also doing podcasting as well, which we'll kind of get to that towards the end of this yep. one. But um, we want to jump into the topic for this episode. And man, Jordan wanted me to kind of kick us off here yeah, with it. Kick and us I'm off, so kick excited. Us off. I'm so excited. This was something that we've actually discussed a couple of times, but more recently this week. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, he called me, he called me before we started filming and said, Hey, we, we got to do this. I'm like, no, you're right. I've been thinking about it too. Yeah. Let's just go ahead and let's just film. So <laughs> I'm sure you all are very familiar pop culture wise with the Spider-Man movies, specifically the Raimi Spider-Man's like directed by Sam Raimi. There's a trilogy Spider-Man one, Spider-Man two, Spider-Man three, Tobey Maguire, the OG Spider-Man. Right. So so this is, <laughs> I, lo I love this because we're going to be looking at aspects of Spider-Man 2, specifically the, the, the kickoff, the, the main point of our, our topic, our, you know, of discussion this evening is going to be based off a very powerful scene. I sent Jordan and like a clip of it on YouTube over text. Yep. And so he called me and said, wow, this is, I, I forgot this was in. Uh, <laughs> I totally you know, forgot the movie and i'm like dude i've seen the movie a good jillion times it's one of my all-time <laughs> spider-man 2 it's one of my all-time favorite movies and uh, if you know me well i just i love superhero movies and i love that movie I, I i saw it in theaters when it came out in 2004 all of that but when you get older and you grow up and you have experiences sometimes movies like superhero movies like spider-man and all of those you know the, the action scenes are cool as a, as a kid uh, all that stuff but it's also when you get older, you become, you start adulting, right? The, the, the themes of the movie center around the young adult. I mean, it could be, you know, 
all ages too, but just the adult life and the adult struggles and all these different things. So what we wanted to do was we want to take some aspects from that movie, not do a movie breakdown, but take some of those aspects that we just love about the just a lot of superhero movies in general kind of play off this as well. But also take that into uh, Christianity, take it into ministry, take it into uh, the things that obviously are most important, which yep. Jordan talks about all the time on this podcast, which is awesome. It's when the scriptures become real. Well, they're going to get real for sure with this topic. <laughs> real quick, so, real quick. <laughs> like I said, I'm just going to jump right into it. So there's a scene in Spider-Man 2 that if you know the character Spider-Man, Peter Parker, he's having a flashback. The whole movie in Spider-Man 2, Peter Parker chooses to be Spider-Man. He chooses to put on this costume. He chooses to constantly save the civilians of New York. He puts his life at risk and danger consistently. So that's him as Spider-Man. Now we carry on, carry it over to his personal life as Peter Parker. What does that mean for his personal life? Jordan, you've seen the movie. What does it mean for his personal life? So, so now as we're talking about this, you'll understand the, the topic uh, that we're talking about is I want to throw away the suit. Mm. That's what the topic of this podcast is. So you'll understand. So this is kind of what, where me and Christian are going with, with this. So as he described he chooses to do those things. He chooses to have that certain responsibility, but also that makes his personal life suffer mm. because with those choices, those choices have each, each choice that he makes as Spider-Man has a consequence for Peter Parker. So, you know, people see one side that he's doing these great things. He's always out in front. He's always quote unquote heroic, which he is, but then there's always an equal effect or equal opposite effect, if you think about it, mm-hmm. for his alter ego with who he is. So in one aspect, he is glorified. He is praised. He is admired. But in another aspect, you know, he's looked down upon. He's regular. He's just average. So he's he's in this, in this space in his life where he doesn't know who he is. And so before, you know, Christian keeps going, a lot of times as Christians, that's kind of how we can find ourselves right and sometimes as christians when we're together worship sunday morning sunday night wednesdays whenever we have devotionals whenever we have other things i'm one guy you're one girl that's who that's who everybody sees but monday tuesday thursday friday saturday your alter ego for you to fit in everywhere else changes so it's the same concept, and I, you'll be able to understand this as we keep going. But that's kind of where where Peter is at this at this point. Yeah, the alter ego. That's a that's a pivotal point. It's a pivotal, you know, uh, key factor in this movie. And, and just as Christians, I like how you brought up how we we assemble together on the Lord's Day to worship, you know, for Sundays, right? And then throughout the week, right. We're, we're, we're normal people, so to speak. We, we, we yep. live, we live lives. We have to live in the world. We don't try to, people always say, don't live of the world, but we live in the world. We work jobs. Mm-hmm. We're around non-Christians, whatever the case is, which is not wrong, but it's just, that's just life. So I'm going to read, I'm going to be looking over at my monitor here. I'm going to be reading an excerpt. Now, this is a scene that I sent Jordan um, to watch, and this is Uncle Ben speaking to Peter Parker. Now, this is this is in context, the first movie, obviously, we know that Peter Parker becomes Spider-Man, 
when his uncle Ben is tragically killed. Uh, he is he is shot by a a thief, a car thief. Uh, so in the first movie, Uncle Ben is is he's mugged, uh, his car is stolen, but then he's shot. Well, before the, the the events before that, Uncle Ben tells Peter he has a speech. He tries to talk to Peter Parker, but Peter doesn't really want to hear it. He's like, I don't want to hear this stuff. You don't know what I'm going through. So that's Spider-Man 1. Now in Spider-Man 2, Uncle Ben has been dead for about two years. And Peter Parker still carries on the mantle of Spider-Man because of his, he, he's implored by Uncle Ben. So Peter Parker, okay, Jordan says his life, his personal life is suffering. So he's sitting, so Peter Parker's sitting in his, in his apartment. He's reflecting on whether or not he wants to continue to put on the suit and to be Spider-Man to do these things because his personal life is suffering. So we're going to get into all the aspects of his personal life. And there's another scene I do want to briefly talk about, which is one of my favorite scenes ever in a movie. Cause it's like five minutes long, but it's just, it's great. But so we're in this flashback scene, Peter sitting in his apartment and he's thinking about, he's having this conversation in his head. It's a flashback in his head with uncle Ben. He says, and I quote here, Uncle Ben says, all the things that you've been thinking about, Peter, make me sad. Peter says, can't you understand? I'm in love with Mary Jane. Uncle Ben continues, Peter, all the times we've talked of honesty, fairness, justice, out of those times, I counted on you to have the courage to take those dreams out into the world. Peter Parker says, I can't live your dreams anymore. I want a life of my own. <laughs> Uncle Ben says, you've been given a gift, Peter. With great power comes great responsibility. And the scene continues when Uncle Ben holds out his hand and says, Peter, take my hand, son. Peter Parker says, no, Uncle Ben. I'm just Peter Parker. I'm Spider-Man. No more. No more. And then it flashes back <laughs> to him and is sitting there in his apartment. And he says, no more that is an extremely powerful scene and jordan i don't even know where to begin because we've talked so many <laughs> points about this just this scene alone oh. um, but i mean you got you gotta for the listeners for the viewers i mean what, what do you guys say about that look i'm t so this is how we can relate to this talking about when the scriptures become real so for us right as 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 christian people what we can become is just like what Peter was mm -hmm. at, at one point in our life. All of us have been here. If you, if you haven't, I don't know if this is, this was real for you, right? but right. when you obeyed the gospel, think about how that felt. I mean, you just had a certain, it is, it's even hard to describe. You had a certain level of fire. You had a certain level of dedication to the Lord. You had a certain level of joy that probably you haven't had since then. Mm -hmm. And so, that's how Peter felt when he first got his powers. Yeah, I can jump buildings. You know, I got this stuff and I got webbing in my hands. I got, I can do this. This is amazing. Right. But then when you really see what comes with that, then that's when the joy in our lives starts to fade. So initially, Peter was like, this is amazing. But then as the burdens of Spider-Man got on him, he realized this isn't as amazing as I thought it was. <laughs> the amazing Spider-Man saying that, right? Right, right. So now as as Christian people, what we can do is 
initially I got fire. I got drive. I got people around me supporting me. I got people saying I can do this and I'm great. And, and they'll always be there. And, but then months later, your, your group starts to fade. People aren't around you as much. You're not getting those texts of encouragement anymore. You're not, things are getting harder because of the way that you're living. Now you're like, wait a second, this suit that I put on, this isn't what I thought it'd be. Mm -hmm. So we've all been there where we've wanted to throw away the suit and the suit metaphorically for us is Christianity. There's been times where it, it might be easier. It might be better to be what I used to be, to be like everybody else. So I don't have the burdens and responsibilities um, that, that are come upon me because of this. So again, like you said, Christian, I mean, it's, it's so easy for us to get to the space where, look, man, I don't know if, um, I don't know if I really want to do this anymore. You know? So what do you, what do you think about it as we kind of go through this? Cause we're really going to get into this. Dude. Um, amen. I, I completely agree. Um, the scene that causes this flashback with uncle Ben, this is what I was alluding to. You have about five minutes and I'm not going to describe everything in the scene, but Five minutes, Peter Parker is going to a planetarium party. There's a party at a planetarium to honor his boss's son's achievement, you know, going to space, all these different things. So um, in this five-minute span at this planetarium event, like this uh, the showcase or whatever they call it, um, because he is Spider-Man, because he has chosen to put on the suit, his personal life has suffered. How exactly? Well, it has completely detrimented his friendship mm-hmm. with Harry Osborne, his best friend. It has obviously, as, as stated in the Uncle Ben flashback, Mary Jane, his, the love of his life. The girl that he actually sort of had to say, I can't be with you at the end of Spider-Man 1 because I'm Spider-Man. You know, he didn't <laughs> tell her he was Spider-Man, but he's like, I, can't, I can only be there for you as a friend. He didn't want to put her life in danger. So he's suffering the consequence of his mm. choice of being Spider-Man with his friendship with Harry, his love life with MJ or Mary Jane, um, <laughs> his so job. That's, that's good right yeah. there. Real quick before you keep going, Go that's the part about Peter and being a Christian sometimes, and even with ministry, mm-hmm. that's the part that's so hard is because when you make certain decisions outside of yourself, in terms of servitude, what people like Mary Jane, the Mary Janes in your life, the best friends, the the Harry Osborns in your life, sometimes because of those responsibilities that are put on you, and I, I understand it, but other people in your life think you don't care about them. Right. Yeah. And and that's, yeah. that's the farthest thing from your mind. You're doing what you do because you care about them, but because you can't be, you know, as... The, the best word I can think about right now is as present, mm-hmm. you know, as you want to be naturally. And, and I understand it right naturally. You know, they have that thought. Well, I thought Christian cared about me. You know, he said he did. We, we've been best friends growing up, but he's always kind of just gone. You know, he's always just kind of not there. And so kind of think about how that makes Peter feel. You know, everybody around him thinks that they don't that he doesn't care about them, but literally he's their motivation to keep getting up every morning. So that's the hard part about what we can do 
what what Christians can do is sometimes people think you don't care about them anymore, but you do. You're their motivation. But I mean, they just don't see things from your perspective. They only see it from, well, you're just not here. You know, you don't have time. You're not this. You're not this. So then no wonder, you know, heroes like this, you know, feel alone because it's like, I care, but I can't, I can't tell you what I'm doing because if I do, you're going to be in more danger. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's great. So we have the, we have the, the, the failing friendship, the failing romantic relationship, everything fails. And then his, his boss, Peter Parker's boss, J Jonah Jameson is constantly, uh, putting tabloids out of how awful Spider-Man is, what a menace to the city he is, <laughs> not knowing that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, obviously, and how his, his uh, J. Jonah Jameson's son, John Jameson, right, he's in this spotlight, this successful astronaut, uh, makes great money, he's popular, everything. So within this planetarium scene, I'm getting to the good stuff here. Within this five-minute span, this is what I love about this movie. The friendship between Peter and Harry comes to a halt. Harry comes up, slaps Peter in the face, and says, I thought you were my friend. He, I'm kind of kind of condensing mm-hmm. it here, but I thought you were my friend. I thought you were going to be there for me, but you're always there for your pal Spider-Man, aren't you? Just slaps him around in public. And then, next part of that scene, ooh, ooh. Mary Jane is actually in a relationship with John Jameson, the astronaut, the successful. Wow. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yep. And it has just been announced at this party that John Jameson has proposed to Mary Jane and she accepts. Good and everyone's rich. just clapping and cheering. And Peter Parker Good has rich. to take pictures, has to take pictures of that for his job. Cause J. Jonah James is like, Parker, Parker, shoot the pictures. He's, he's kind of, he's just, he just stepped on. He stepped on his, his work doesn't treat him. Well, <laughs> you see what, you see where I'm getting at here. And all this does tie in and correlate with his choice to be Spider-Man. He has mm-hmm. to stand there at this party, take pictures of the girl of his dreams with another man who she's planning on marrying boy. That really gets <laughs> me. Wow. And he's in his life. Think about his personal uh... life. Okay, yeah, we, we, we look at the whole span of Spider-Man Two. He lives in a tiny, tiny, tiny cracker box apartment, uh, infested with rats. You know all this stuff. Um, he can barely make any money. He's failing in school, by the way. He can't keep up with <laughs> yeah. his grades. Right? We're throwing all this in the mix, and it's all stemmed from the fact that he's choosing to put on the suit and be Spider-Man, and that means putting his Peter Parker life on hold to be in service to others. Now we're getting into, right, Jordan already dipped the toes into the, the pool here. But, man, with Christianity, are we guaranteed? I, I, I want to think about this for a second, Jordan. Haven't you heard before that if you become a Christian, right, if someone tells you, hey, we're talking about in the church, you become mm-hmm. a Christian, you obey the gospel, man, wonderful things. I, I've heard people say this. But I, don't mean, I don't mean to poke or prod. But don't people say, hey, you know what? Your life's going to be so much better here on Earth. And they're talking about on Earth. Right. It's going to be so much better. Man, all your problems are going to go away. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. Now, I, I'm not saying that life, we should, you know, I, I want people to live a good life here on Earth and not have to suffer or anything like that. But what's the reality? 
do do our problems and do our burdens do they just go away because we made the choice to follow Christ. Now we have the hope of eternal life, 1 Peter 1, 3. We have the hope of Jesus Christ, 1 Peter 3, 15. We have the hope and we have, but, but some people are like, well, what, what about now? What, what about mm-hmm. my life now? That's Everything's it. just falling apart in my physical life. It's not getting better because I, I, I chose to follow Christ. And they scratch their head, but, 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 and to my knowledge here, it's like, I don't, you know, I'll let you, I don't, I'll let you speak, but I was just like, to my knowledge, do I find a verse in the new Testament? Maybe, maybe I've not searched enough. Maybe I need to do some digging, but I, I have not found a verse that says, Hey, you obey and you be faithful until death and everything in your physical life is going to work out exactly how you think it's going to work out. I just, I, I don't see that. We yep. have the hope of heaven someday, the judgment, right? Hebrews nine, but, but physical life are all my bills going to be paid. Am I going to be able to get that house I've always wanted soon or, or even marriage someday? We have all these questions. So, I mean, so, so as you, (laughs) as you talk about this, I had a friend of mine and we're going to get, here's a, here's a perfect example. We're going to get to here in scripture, but I had a friend of mine that talked about the Christian life Mm -hmm. and I don't know about you, but I've seen so many people believe that hope, that hope of when you obey the gospel and after you've given your life to Christ, things are just going to line up. Mm. It's not necessarily true. You know, the, the stars aren't just going to align and things just start making sense and, you right. know, the puzzle starts coming together. Now, the Lord will help you, right? The right. Lord is there for you, Matthew chapter 28, you know, First Peter chapter 5, you know, Amen. casting all your care upon. So he will be there with you and walk with you, Psalm chapter 23. Right, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So the Lord will walk with you. But as you as we have to understand the reality of things. So the reality of things is the way that Christ lived his life, the things that happened to him, most likely at some point things are gonna get hard for you. And so here's a perfect example, uh, Christian. Look at Jeremiah chapter one. And again, if you guys are new to the podcast, you know, obviously we we like to talk about, you know, the movies and stuff here, but we always want to make sure, you know, the scripture is, uh, is talked about as, as we go through these topics. Amen. So as we're talking about, I just want to put away the suit. Here's the natural thought, the natural, you know, thought process of process of it in the beginning, as we start this, we're always excited. I mean, I, I can't tell you Christian, how many times I've seen this process where people meet a good Christian group, you know, a, a good, uh, a good congregation, people their age, all this, they always start off with a certain level of fire, with a certain level of like, this is it. Like, this is what I've been waiting for. Like, I've been waiting for a group like this. And I've been waiting for people like this, which is great. But then when things get hard, then it always takes a, a, a turn instead of kind of getting stronger. Mm-hmm. So look, look at what, look at what happened with Jeremiah. So Jeremiah is beginning this. He's beginning this minute. He's being presented with this, with the suit of doing what the Lord wants him to do. So look at what the Lord tells him beginning in verse uh, five of chapter one, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee and I ordained thee a prophet among the nations. You're different. You're different. Then he said, verse six, I, our Lord God, behold, I can't speak. I'm just a child, right? But the Lord said, say not, I'm a child. Thou shalt go to all that I send thee and whatsoever I command thee, thou shalt speak. 
be not afraid of their faces, for I am with thee to deliver thee. So then at the end in verse 19, and they shall fight against thee, but they will not prevail against thee, for I am with thee, saith the Lord, to deliver thee. He says this multiple times. When you start this journey, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm with you. I know you. You're sanctified. You're different. But then let's notice how things change, right? So now go to chapter 20. And now if you look at his attitude, this is where Peter Parker was. So now chapter 20, now beginning at verse number seven. So now Jeremiah is arrested at this point. Things don't look as great as they were before, right? So now verse seven, oh Lord, you tricked me. You deceived me. I was deceived. You're stronger than I, and you've prevailed. You said you would always be with me. You said you would always deliver me. But at this current point, I'm in derision every single day. Everybody makes fun of me. For since I spake, since I did what you said, I cried out, I cried out louder because the word of the Lord was made a reproach unto me and a derision unto me every single day. So let's take a pause. So as we're talking about, right, with Christianity, even with ministry, it starts off with a certain level of joy, but then it always comes around to, this isn't what I thought it'd be. I thought people want to be around me. I thought people would want to help me. I thought people would want to, but now I'm made fun of because of what I do. You know, now I'm in derision because of what I do. Now, you know, I'm made a reproach. I'm looked at differently because of this now. So now we all can get to this point in our Christian walk where that's the decision where people turn back. It always starts off with the fire and people are willing to go until this happens. Chapter 20. Then when this happens, why do you think we have so many people and so many brethren fall away? Because of this in Jeremiah chapter 20. When the derision hits, when the mocking hits, when the reproach hits, I can't take it. It's too much. This isn't what I signed up for. I'm out. So again, how many of us, metaphorically speaking, did just the same thing that Peter Parker did? I don't want this suit anymore. I don't want it. It's too much. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's, I mean, as I just thought about that, I thought Jeremiah was the perfect example of a biblical Peter Parker in a sense. 100%. That is so, I've never really considered that, you know, Jeremiah chapter 20, not that it's never taught, but that's such a, wow, that's powerful. Y'all that's, that's a great connection. You know, Proverbs chapter three, verse 27 Withhold not good from them to whom it is due when it is in the power of thine hand to do it. With great power, there must also come great responsibility. So Uncle Ben is, so I, I love that. I love what we're talking about. Because back in this flashback here, remember when Peter Parker said, I'm in love with Mary Jane. <laughs> okay, so don't we tell God, but, but God, listen. <laughs> I, I've got these dreams too. Look, I, I want to follow you, but I have these specific things that I want out of life. I'm not asking for too much. Mm-hmm. I just want what others have. And, and maybe not in a covetous way, but just I, I want to be able to have this the same this the same experiences and and the and the same love life or you know 
however you want to call it. But Uncle Ben, right? And I, I don't I don't mean to equivalent him with God, but I think it's I, I think there's good there's good dialogue here. Uncle Ben does not say, well, hey man, just 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 stick stick it out. Just do these things that I want you to do, and man, your 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 life's gonna line up exactly how you think it is. Okay. It, it'll work out for you how you want it to work out for you. Hmm. He didn't tell him that. Yep. He said, you Told take the truth. the truth. I counted on you to take these dreams out into the world. He didn't say, and then after you do that, guess what? It's going to fall into place for you. Didn't People mean that. well. Some Christians mean very well, and they're very encouraging. I don't, I don't disregard that at all. We should be surrounded by encouraged and, and be optimistic. I don't want to sound pessimistic, but we have to be realistic. Mm-hmm. We have to be realistic. <laughs> for, for Especially, I'll say this for ministers and preachers. You make a choice to do the work of an evangelist. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse number 5. Mm-hmm. Well, 2 Timothy chapter 4, 1 through 5. You make that decision to preach the word, to reprove, to reprove, rebuke to exhort and all due season no matter what it is you make that choice to take on this occupation to to be ordained not miraculously but you have been right to with your passion and you've been called to the gospel and then you've been called through scriptural teaching to this position not that you escalate above anyone else but you are specifically taking on this responsibility yeah and it's so hard. And Jordan makes excellent points. And this is for all we, we take on Christianity. We take on the Christian walk. But, you know, and now we're kind of transitioning to like ministry and, and preachers. Boy, just think. <laughs> I was thinking about this. I was kind of thinking of like a not a funny saying, but something kind of not catchy, but just something that kind of rolls off the tongue a little bit. I was driving just not too long ago, like probably two or three days ago. I was thinking about the, the preaching, the preaching position, right? You're, you're signing up to be hated. You're signing up to be criticized. <laughs> That's crazy. And, and, and it's crazy. I'm not when trying to discourage sim- any when, young when men you simple, in the when church. You simplify it. It's crazy. Yeah. If anyone young men wants to take on preaching and do that, amen. Go for it 100%. It is wonderful work. Just like but anything, man, know what it comes with. Yeah. You, you know well I, even i don't know all of it right it's like you sometimes you don't know exactly what you're getting into it's not a negative but man it's 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 real realistic mm-hmm. and the peter parker things just the the normal christian things that come with with physical life we're talking about life here on earth okay we we, we want people to thrive we want people to be happy find love we want all of that but can I guarantee, can I guarantee that you're going to get every specific thing that you want out of life when you, physical life, when you choose to follow Christ, become, obey the gospel, become a Christian? Can I guarantee you that I, I can't? I'm not saying it won't happen. I just cannot guarantee that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and Jordan, and I've talked about this on the phone quite a bit, you know. We, we want to be encouraging. We want to, if you want to talk with us, absolutely. We, we want to be here for you, but I can't guarantee that you may get that promotion at work. I can't guarantee that you're going to find that 100% perfect person tomorrow. 
I cannot guarantee that. But what we can guarantee you is you stick to the teaching of scripture, what it alludes to, and boy, the, the reward and, and just the, the, the power of the promise of heaven and, and that the blood, once you've been, you know, obey the gospel, the precious blood of Christ, all that it, it's worth it because this movie does go, like we'll go back to Spider-Man two. It goes back to the question, why, mm-hmm. <laughs> why in the world, <laughs> why it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's kind of a funny question. Why in the world does Peter Parker want to keep doing the Spider-Man gig? When he knows it's causing all of this, yeah. why why do we as Christians and then us as preachers and ministers, whoever's listening and watching, why do we when we know it's gonna there's gonna be hardships, and and, and sometimes it's gonna get ugly. Yeah, why why do we want to do it? Right. So, so now so now think about this. So that why right asking asking this question as we're conversating through this, you think about. Jeremiah, right back in chapter 20, mm-hmm. verse number nine, he said all this, right? I mocked, you know, I signed up for this, you know, and I love how you just simplified. I never just, you know, you, you just think about it. You know, I signed up for this, you know, this is, this is what we signed up for. So then Jeremiah in verse nine, he says, I got to the point where this has gotten so hard that I will not make mention of him talking about God, nor will I speak any more in his name. I'm done. I'm done. And here's the thing about it. In your Christian walk, whether you're a minister or whether you're a Christian trying to follow the Lord, have you ever got to that point in your life where you've been trying to follow what the Lord wanted you to do, but then things have gotten so hard as you've tried to discipline yourself, as you've tried to follow the commands, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, but things just keep getting harder and harder and harder and harder. And there's, there's really kind of no light at the end of the tunnel. And you're just like, why am I, why am I putting myself through this? You know, why am I, why am I living to this standard? You know, why am I, you know, having this responsibility when I could do whatever I wanted to do? And if you haven't gotten to that point of I'm just done and I, you know, and me and Christian talk sometimes, I mean, as ministers, we'll, we get to that point multiple times. I'm done. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And I, and, I, and I think about it, Christian, sometimes I sit down and uh, as I'm kind of either studying or kind of reflecting on things, sometimes I wonder how things would be different if I wasn't a preacher. What if, what if I wasn't who I am in terms of a minister? What if I was just your, 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 your nice, fun, fun-loving, always had time Christian guy? Just I was normal. You know, I didn't have, I didn't necessarily have that calling, you know, or responsibility on me. I didn't have, you know, that intimidation factor because of being attached to me. What if I didn't have that? How would my life be different? Would it be better? Would it be, I don't know. But I mean, naturally, I think about that all the time. You know, what, what if I would, you know, I was just different. But then this answers that why in Jeremiah chapter 20, verse nine. But his word was in my heart as a burning fire shut up in my bones. And I was weary with forbearing and I could not stay. I have to do this. It's just, I love this so much. So why does Peter keep going? Why should you keep going? Why should we keep going, Christian? Because when you really fall in love with the word of God, 
as a Christian, you know, forget just kind of separating that ministry, just as a Christian in general, mm-hmm. when you fall in love with the word of God, you either get to one to one or two, one of two points. When things get hard, as they always will, you'll find a way to kind of shy away. Or when things get hard, that will kind of reignite why you started. So we, we all have to get to that space where I think sometimes, Christian, with anything that we do, whether it's sports, ministry, your work, I think sometimes you won't really know if you love that thing if you haven't had the thoughts of, do I want to quit? Should I keep going? And every hero has had it. Every every person in scripture had it. I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. And so I think I think that trial, as Peter mentions, and later on Paul mentions, that trial is actually a refining process. So this is the process, Christian, that we kind of run away from. But what if the Lord is bringing us through these things to refine us to be better? But we won't know if we run away from it. I hope you all are taking notes, man. That was just fire. <laughs> they, wow. So on this topic, you know, that I, I love all the points, especially the one you brought up about if I wasn't a minister. Think about that all the time. I think about all that the, all the dude, time. I think all about the it all times too. All the time. Because what if, I, I have all these it, it, like Marvel's what if, like, yeah. what if I had just e- even slacked off a little bit? I'm yep. like, Oh, I was too. So I, I reflect on myself. I was too strung up on this, mm-hmm. even though it is scriptural and it needs to be taught. I was like, well, maybe if I had slacked up on it, just kind of, you get what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. if you had just done something different, mm-hmm. if you had just, I, if my preacher side didn't come out at this moment <laughs> with yeah. the, with this specific person or this group of people, would man, they still, still would they be still be around? Would they still yeah. be around? Yeah. They'd still be around. <laughs> I think about um, that all the time, all the time, bro. So Peter Parker, he starts to realize once, so he, he throws away the suit and I'll just kind of condense it here. He throws away the suit. But now the city is almost in turmoil. Thing crime rate. I remember the tab one of the tabloids says crime rate is up what 75, 80%. Yeah. Uh, people are people around him in the city are suffering. They need somebody looking out for them. They mm-hmm. need the Spider-Man helping them. And he decides to throw it away. What about ministry? Okay, so us as ministers specifically, even Christians, we can say Christians in general, because we're all ministers, we're servants. What if we had just, you know, it goes back to the idea, what if we just decide? Well, think about this, Joe. I know in your ministry, you probably had people call you up middle of the night. Mm-hmm. I know I've had a few occasions not that long ago. Somebody called me up and said, hey, I need to, I need to study scripture on salvation, literally salvation. Yep. And it was actually at around the time where it wasn't like I was trying to hang up the suit, but I was like, well, I'm kind of taking, kind of taking a back seat right now. I've got, <laughs> I'm focusing on me. Yeah. But then it's like the providence is beautiful yep. where you're called to action. You're called to action. Sometimes when you least expect it. 
Mm-hmm. And right when I'm hanging up the suit, I'm like, nope. Got to put it back on. Put it on. Yep. Right? <laughs> Christianity, a Christian walk. What if someone, and it's not just, not just for the preaching profession, but what if someone needs to hear, and you've got that knowledge, that wonderful knowledge, you've got the truth, John 17, 17, and you can make an impact with the word in someone's life, but you decided mm-hmm. to hang up the suit too you know, like absolutely too soon. I, it's just, it's, it's, it's crazy. Sometimes it's a crazy thought. It's crazy. I, I don't, I don't even try to be a, you know, try to foresee the future or say, Oh, it's going to work. I, I have no idea. I have no idea. And that's how it's supposed to be. And we see this struggle with Peter Parker throughout the movie. He starts questioning. He's like, am I supposed to have what I want? Cause now he feels guilty for not being Spider-Man. He sees all this happening. It, it 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 tears us up it, yeah <laughs> we know we come we we uh, obey the gospel second peter chapter 2 verses 20 through 22 we we now that we've obeyed the truth and we know the truth if we slip back into the world like but we still we have a knowledge of the truth right we can slip back but it's still in our it's still in our conscience right it's still in our mind like hey i need to be a i need to be the faithful christian i signed up to be I'm just not doing it. So, so now just, think about this. Let's take this yeah. a step further. Let's take this a step further. So let's make it personal, right, for our listeners and even us. So let's say you're at, you, I mean, you might be at that point tonight where you're just like, I don't know, man. I just think, uh, I mean, Christianity is great. I mean, I love the Lord. It's not like I'm going to quit, but I just don't think I want to really give as much effort to it as I was before. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're in that space. What if you would just totally just quit tonight just be done i mean the effort that you gave you're done the study that you gave you're done the groups that you would see and the people that you see you're done the studies that you would go to you're done the lectures you're done you don't do anything anymore you just you're done so now think about that sometimes we think about ourselves selfishly meaning you know i I just i don't want to do this anymore but like you just mentioned christian you don't know providentially by your podcast, by mine, by what, what, by what you do for the people that are around you, for the listeners, you really don't know your impact of what you do unless you stop maybe. So now think about this. What if you just stopped? I, I heard a quote that said, don't underestimate the hole that your absence would leave. I think a lot of times we think what we do is not because you don't get the accolades because you don't, you know, because people don't necessarily see what you do in the background and you do it consistently all the time. Sometimes you can feel like you're not useful or you're not appreciated like you, Mm -hmm. like you would be if you were normal. And so sometimes that's what, that's what makes us quit, you know? and, And I think about what, what, um, what Jesus told Peter in Luke chapter 22, verse 32, where he mentions, look, I prayed for you. The devil wants you. He wants to sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you that your faith doesn't fail. But then he said this, when you're converted, when you figure out that you need this, then you go help your brethren as well. So I think that by us Christian and those listening by us getting up out of that wanting to quit stage and when we get on the other side of it think about how we can help someone else yeah 
you know, think about the the power. Look, I was there. I was in the mud. I was in the quicksand. I wanted to give up. I thought it was over. But something just kept us going to where we had to, we just had to. And, and you know, that fire that Jeremiah talked about, Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 9, hmm. you know, it, it's there. You know, when the word of God is embedded in you, and this is what I've seen as you really study the scripture and really get to know the Lord, Christian, when the word of God is embedded in you, even you can't stop you. There's so many times where I told myself I was done. But even you can't stop you. You know, you, you, you can't. You know, and you get to the point where you don't want people to go. You know, you don't want people to leave your life. But if they decide to, it's not like you just you quit. You know, you, you just keep going. Even though the, the days are hard, the nights are long, the days are long. You just you always find a way. You know what I'm saying? You just always find a way. And that's that's a part that you just mentioned that for you guys that are listening that want to be ministers, we encourage it. 100% the Lord needs more. Right. But again, understand that this is going to happen. You know, people will, this, this is Jeremiah chapter 20 and Jeremiah chapter one, exactly what happened to him is what's going to happen to us as we live faithfully. But just understand the work that you do is needed. You're doing stuff that, other people have chosen not to do. So, I mean, it, it's just a wonderful thing to know that what, what you do and what we do as Christians is important. Absolutely. 100%. You have had I, those times you said you wanted to give up. I've been there too, but it's so, I shouldn't say it's weird or strange in a bad way, but isn't it just weird that sometimes when I've had that thought, Literally that exact same day, I have received an, a message or two. From somebody. From somebody that was impacted mm-hmm. by the word. But mm-hmm. we have to have a preacher, right? Romans 10, 14. Yep. To preach that word. To, to, you get what I'm saying? To teach it. Isn't that strange? It's, <laughs> it's almost always happened to me on the Every day. Every time. Like, uh, it's, it's going back to the idea, the hanging up the suit. But Every then, time. Thank you for your hard work. It does not go unnoticed. Thank you for, so the, the, we obviously, we love the power of encouragement. We're not trying to uplift ourselves. I, I know many Christians that have this, this wonderful, dedicate their lives and their time, their service. They even, they even almost, it's, it's, it's such, it can be time detrimented or taken away from families and other things to do what the word requires a minister, a servant preacher to do absolutely Luke twelve forty eight. for unto whomsoever much is given of him shall be much required um that is <laughs> that we are given i've heard this used in the context of money before i'm like well uh this is really it, it, when we get down to the root of it jordan it's like this is really talking about to whom much is given yes i mean we should be good stewards and all that. I'm not saying that's wrong to think that, but we are given a huge responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm saying all Christians, a great commission. Yep. But because we're given something so great, there's so much required. Yes. And yeah, that's absolutely. that. And the requirement is going, it's not going away just because things get hard and you don't get exactly what you want. 
that is that, that was a big slap to my face <laughs> you know i mean it's just i live a very fortunate life don't get me wrong and i'm not saying my life is terrible but there there are certain things you know i think we all can think about that just don't work out how we wanted to when they could have if we just if we just were a little different if we, if we were if just we, normal if we were just normal yeah if we were normal if we were just I just so so now let's yeah. let's think about this. Let's make some application here. So <clears throat> let's say we're you're in this in this space as a Christian person, where you know what this feels like. You know sometimes uh, as you follow the standard of Scripture, and I, I had a guy, actually a conversation with a lady on this. When you follow Scripture, you're almost you're almost deemed as you know different. You know almost as like. As you mentioned before in our podcast, it's almost like, uh, you know, Christian's great, but Christian's another tier. He's a, he's a, he's a tier two Christian. I'm a tier one. So we 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 differentiate each other like that. Well, wait, shouldn't we all be on tier two? You know, if we're really being honest, don't we follow the same book? So shouldn't we all be on tier two? But here's the thing about it. So sometimes even among even among the body, which which hurts a lot, even among the body, you're um you're seen as different when, when it shouldn't be that way, we should all be working together. So here's the importance of this. When we talk about the hero, somebody at some point had to encourage Peter. You need this. You got to keep going. The, the world needs you. Somebody has to whisper that in his ear. And so here's the importance of helping each other out. If you're in a space in your Christian wall, even in ministry where you felt the effect of being who you are. You felt people make excuses why they can't be around you anymore. You know, you, you know what's up. You know, you know what's going on. You know, you, you understand why, you know, people don't want to get close to you anymore. You understand that um, because of the way that you that you live your life and the, the responsibilities that you have, because you don't have as much time as other people have, other people think you don't care about them. So you're you're dealing with all this by yourself. Here's here's the importance of godly encouragement. When's the last time, Christian? And think about it. I, ha- I had to think about this before this podcast. Other than your mom, <laughs> other than your mom, because you know we're so thankful for our moms for for giving us this encouragement. When's the last time, Christian, someone that you you cared about, or that or that said that cared about you, no matter what person they are? When's the last time someone said, "I believe in you"? Think about it. When's the last time y'all heard that? I believe in you. So here's what here's what happens sometimes. Is a lot of times when we talk about, you know, how we deal with each other. And I think this is why so many things between all of us fail. Because when people walk into our lives, we we think of we think of things selfishly, meaning how do they make me feel? How do they, what do they give me? What do they, what do they sacrifice for me? What are they willing to do for me? Now, obviously anything healthy, it is, it is both sides, but we kind of have this selfish mindset, but when's the last time you thought, huh, this girl's a Christian, you know, I got Christian here, Christian Franklin here. When's the last time I asked myself, how do I make them feel? Do I give them encouragement? Do I uplift them? So many times things don't work because both sides are waiting for 
each other to do the uplifting. So now we study this tonight, actually in our Bible class. So look at Philippians chapter one, Philippians chapter one. And if you study all these books that Paul wrote to all these, all these congregations, he always mentioned this one thing in every single letter. So Philippians one, verse four, look at what Paul said, actually beginning verse three. I thank my God upon every remembrance of you. So notice how every congregation had problems. Every congregation had issues, but he started off the book this way every single time. So when's the last time you told somebody, I thank God every time I think about you? Every time. You know, you got people out here think about you in this world. What? That's crazy. Every time, every time. Then verse four, always in prayer or always in every prayer of mine for you all making requests with joy. So this is this is kind of what we need when we feel like, look, I don't want to wear this suit anymore. I'm done. I, I, I just don't want to wear it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. When we have people that see each other like that, then when we say, bro, keep going, look, I appreciate the work that you're doing. You might not hear it at all where you are, Christian, at all, but I appreciate what you're doing. We need We need guys like you where you are. So sometimes you have to be willing to look and say the things that people need to hear rather than, well, Christian didn't say nothing to me. Christian didn't uplift me. Christian didn't say, so why should I say it back? You see, that's a selfish mindset. Yeah. You know, that goes back to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, right? Talking about assembling ourselves together, right? Not forsaking the assembly. Mm -hmm. What's the importance of the assembly? So when all of us are wanting to take off the suit that week, when we all come together, into the assembly to encourage each other to do love and good works. That's where we tell each other, not out of flattery because flattery we're warned about that, but out of true concern for this person. Look, man, you may have had a tough week, but look, I'm praying for you. I'll be, I'm literally thinking about you every single day this week. So this is, this is kind of why we're with, even with worship, it's almost like we have a tool here with worship and prayer that we're not even using. So now as we talk about, you know, this topic of, you know, do I want to, you know, put on the suit? Do I want to take off the suit? You know, it's kind of a matter of whether you want to put it on or take it off. How have you been helping others who want to take it off? You know what I mean? We got to make sure that we kind of stay out of this selfish mindset and be selfless. Philippians chapter two. That is exactly where I wanted to go. (laughs) Selfish mindset. Galatians six, one and two. Galatians 6, 2, bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. We bear each other's burdens, we're in the assembly. I love what you said about selfishness. The reason why Uncle Ben, I'm going to read a quote from uh, one of my also favorite quotes from this movie, but the reason why Uncle Ben is that I am saddened by the things you were thinking about. It all stems from Peter's selfishness, what he wants. He yeah. is, he's emphasizing what he wants. And so it's, he's lost his will to be Spider-Man because he's become selfish and just said, you know, and it's not wrong. It's not necessarily wrong to want, but what are you wanting? Mm. <laughs> right. So I love that you said selfishness. It, 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 it plagues all of us. Yeah. It really does. But the selfishness tells us, hey, I need to hear these things instead of saying, I need to say those things. I need to tell somebody those things. I love that. And so the selfishness, the selfish aspect, Aunt May, there, there's a, there's, <laughs> towards the end of the movie, 
this is this is probably my favorite quote from a superhero movie i, I know with great power is fantastic but i think this is on the same level i'll say that someone can fight me if they want. <laughs> but aunt may is talking to peter this is she's she's moving out of her house she's going to be moving into the apartment the city and so peter's done with spider-man he's already thrown away the suit little neighbor little neighbor boy comes and helps aunt may pack he asked peter parker he says uh you take spider-man's pictures don't you peter says yeah little boy's like well where is he where'd he go peter says i i, I don't know henry goes inside to pack something else up and so um aunt may says yeah peter where's spider-man right and this is kind of the, the fan theory that people think aunt may knows that he's yeah. spider-man it kind of has that idea and Peter's like, I, I don't know. I guess he just quit, you know, and I'm con- kind of condensing the scene here. You'll have to watch the movie for yourself, but um, <laughs> you'll, and then Aunt May says, you'll never guess what Henry wants to be when he grows up. Spider-Man. Peter's like, why? Right. So they have this really heartfelt conversation and Aunt May says, you know, Henry needs a hero, right? We need a hero courageous sacrificing uh for people setting examples for all of us everybody loves a hero people line up for them cheer for them scream their names and years later tell how they stood in the rain for hours just to get a glimpse of the one who told them to hold on a second longer i believe there's a hero in all of us that keeps us honest gives us strength makes us noble and finally gets us to die with pride even though sometimes we have to be steady and give up the things we want the most. This is the, this is the kicker here. Even our dreams, <laughs> selfishness, it's a plague. It's a, it's a, it's a tool of Satan. But just like it says here, kind of like what you're saying to encourage, to keep telling people, well, we, we, we need to be that hero in, in the sense, tellers to hold on, to give them something to believe and to give them hope when they're struggling in their Christian walk, when they're, they're having hardships, we, we pray for them. Absolutely. We, we do all, we, we have to do our very best to, I, I know for myself, do so much better. Yeah. Trying to do better, right. Trying to do better. And so I, I just love, this is why I love, love this movie. We have to decide when we put, when we put ourselves not at the forefront, what can I do? How can I encourage? What can I say? How can I pray for you? Even if my life may not be, you know, <laughs> my physical life may not be where I want it. Put yourself aside. Think of somebody else. That it's just it's it's a lot easier said than done. And we're so, I, I'm a very, I can be very selfish at times and just think of myself, but, but as ministers and preachers, even as Christians, are we called to, <laughs> we, we love the brotherhood, First Peter 2, 17. Yeah. True love means it's, it's sacrificial. I'm not saying we have to do like, you know, <laughs> you know, jump in front of a train to an extreme. I mean, whatever the case is, but we have to give ourselves and dedicate ourselves out of an unselfish mindset 
to others, sometimes to do for others, even when it means this is not going to help me in my physical life. It's going to be an inconvenience for me. Mm -hmm. And so that's the moment Peter does start to realize he's got to, he's got to put the suit back on. And and we have to keep our suit, but you know, (laughs) keep them on. Right. But like, it's just, it's powerful. And that's good. And here's how I want to close this from Philippians two. When you realize, and you'll have to go, you know, go through your lumps, you know, you have to go through, you know, losing some stuff, things happening. You got to go through it. You know, you just got to go through the ringer. But when you realize through scripture that really this, what you're doing is bigger than you, then you'll start to diminish yourself a little bit more. So, you know, I'm reminded of what Paul said in, in Philippians 2 verse 3, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. So, you know, there's a there's a book that I'm reading right now called The Abundance Mentality. And essentially what it is, this older man is talking to this younger man who's who's struggling. I mean, he's he's going through the ringer. Everything's everything's going south for him. I mean, his relationship life, his his work life, I mean, everything is going south for him. And the older man just looked at him and said, You're selfish. So what are you talking about? I'm providing for everybody. I'm there for everybody. He said, you know, you're selfish. He said, what you're doing? He said, you're, you're doing things for people, expecting things in return. So that's why you're working so hard at work, because then you expect your wife to do everything for you. You're not doing it for the right reason. So what you have to do is you have to develop Philippians chapter two. He said, what you have to do is every action that you make, whether for yourself or for others, you make the action because it's the right action. You don't do the action to get praise. You don't do the action to get something out of it. You do the action because it's the right thing to do. So once we can start developing that mindset, and again, I'm working on that too. Once you develop that mindset, you start to realize the selflessness of Jesus. He knew Right. God knew, according to Genesis chapter three, right. He knew that Satan was going to bruise his son. Verse 15. He knew that. But he still, in all abundance, gave us the best that he had, knowing, knowing that we would hurt him, knowing that we would take advantage of him, knowing that we would forsake him. So now when you think about us. Sometimes, Christian, when we do good stuff for people, people will do what they did to Jesus. They will use you for your kindness. They will use you for, because they know Christian will be there. They'll use you for whatever, you know, they'll use you for, but is it the right action? If it is, just do it. So you, you can't control other people's motivations for what they do because of your, you can't control that. But what you can control is you having that mindset. God so loved the world that he knew they would hurt him, but he still gave his best. So once we realize, guys, with the suit, with our Christianity, with ministry, with whatever that you do, when you give your best and when you give as Jesus did, as God did, Philippians 2, John three 16, you'll start to realize, you know, what other people do, it won't have power over you. But when you do things for a reaction, 
when you do things for reciprocation, then everybody else's actions towards you will affect you because you're doing it for the wrong reason anyway. So when you do it for the right reason, whether you accept me, whether you take it and go, whether you make it, whatever you do, I know I did the right thing anyway. So again, with this suit, don't take it off. This is the moment, guys, where you do, you keep the suit on and you keep your Christianity, you keep this ministry, what we're doing, and you keep having that abundance mindset and you just keep serving. It'll work on it. Think, look at Joseph. It'll work. It'll work. But you just can't give up. You got to you got to hold fast. So, I mean, Christian, you kind of have any closing closing thoughts as we kind of go through that? No, that was beautifully stated. Um, I love Colossians 3, 2. Set your affections on things above. Yeah, not things that's above. good. When it, it, all that we said is just wonderful. But when we get down to it, like, when we focus so much on ourselves and on the world, right? And we, we, we do that. I do it a lot. Mm-hmm. I do it a lot. This doesn't make it right. I do it a lot. Yep. But you see, it's like we, we, don't, we don't do ministry. We shouldn't do ministry. We shouldn't serve. We shouldn't follow the scriptures to expect reward in the you know, the physical worldly sense to, to expect things to go perfect for us. We should just do it because we love for God so loved us. If we say we love him, we shall keep his commandments. John 14, John 14. Jesus speaking to the apostles, but in principle, we can take that. Mm-hmm. It's, we have to remember that there are things that we are to be focusing on that are above and not on this earth. And that, so that part of, you're right. Part of that is uh, just <laughs> rededicating the focus. That's it. Why, you know, why do we <laughs> going back to the question? Why? I mean, it's, th- there's hope. Yeah. There's hope and things hope. above. And, and even if things, may not work out exactly how I want them to on earth. Ultimately it's okay. Yep. It, it sounds weird to say that. That's a tough mindset to have, man. It's it hard. Is. It's hard to develop it. I mean, cause you got to yeah. fight, you got to fight that selfishness every day. I mean, you, it's right. so hard. It's so hard to keep doing that because you, you have those desires you have, but as you mentioned, you're not guaranteed that, you know, but what you are guaranteed, look, I just got to keep, I like, I have to keep doing this. You know, I got to keep serving. I have to keep doing this. And the great thing about it is, you know, I think about, um, you know, what, what Paul mentions in Romans about uh, here, let's, let's go here. Here's the last point I want to mention, because what this can do guys, as we close, what this, what this, what this suit can bring and how you live, it can bring us, we, and me and Christian talked about this. It can bring a certain level of, of burden. You know, it can bring a certain level of like a weight. You know what I mean? It, it's a weight that you just feel like, I wonder what it would feel like to be normal, to people see me normal, just a normal Christian guy. But look at this. Look at Romans chapter 8, and you mentioned hope, and that's what triggered this thought for me. Romans 8 verse 24. For we are saved by hope. But look at the example. But hope that is seen is not hope. So what if you knew, man, if I was this, then things would be better. If I was this, things would be better. Even if you knew in the future, that's not hope. 
But he says here, for what a man sees, why does he hope for it then? So if I knew in five years this would happen, then I don't, I don't hope for it anymore. If this happened in 10 years, I won't hope for it because I know it's coming. But the power of hope is the not knowing in a sense, you know? Right. So now verse 25. But if we hope for that which we see not, then we with patience wait for it. So when we're in that state where it's so hard to just, and I know you guys feel this too. It's so hard to keep hoping in something. Even when, when life is proven to you over and over and over that it's not going to happen. It's hard to keep hoping for. So likewise, verse 26, when you're in that state, likewise, the spirit helps our infirmities for we know not what we should ask for as we ought to. So that suit can bring a certain level of burden that you don't even know how to pray. You don't even know what to say. The spirit itself make an intercession for us with groanings that can't be uttered. So as you live your Christian walk, as you live your life as a minister, when you do these things, sometimes you go through stuff that you can't even form sentences of how you're feeling. You just have a feeling. So now you're just like, I'm done. I, I just, I'm tired of this constant. I'm tired of people constantly finding reasons to go because of what I do. You know, I'm tired of being seen as this guy and being intimidating. Like I'm tired of it. So it's a certain level of groaning that only you understand. So then the spirit helps with that. Then verse 27, he that searched the hearts, which we know the heart is deceitful, Jeremiah, he that searched the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So now as, as you start developing and getting better, the solution is verse, verse 27. The Lord let him search your heart through prayer. So now here's the beautiful thing about it. As you go through these things, as you're hoping for things and working for things and being seen as this and that, and all these things are happening to you and you're going through the ringer, let the Lord understand how you feel through your prayers. That's why a prayer life should be number one. Or it has to be. I mean, and I tell people this, sometimes I walk around and I just kind of talk to myself as I'm walking or as I'm playing basketball or something. People are like, what? Who's he talking to? You know what I mean? It, it, it just make it so intimate to where you, it almost feels like he's just always there with you. Just always there to where you just have a conversation. And so as we talk about this, I want to give up the suit. I'm done. Romans chapter eight proves that when you're in that, when you're in that portion in your life, understand that as normal because this happens to everybody, but understand there's a way out there. There's hope. And I love how you mentioned that, 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 uh, Christian, there's, there's always hope. So, I mean, I hope this was able to help you guys, uh, as we kind of went through this, I mean, great movie, go back and watch it. It'll, it'll change. Once you, once you kind of see this again, you're like, Whoa, that's, that's, that's kind of crazy. You know, kind of go back and, and rewatch, rewatch Spider-Man 2, which is great. But I hope that I was able to kind of help you as we kind of had fun with that and had a conversation um, and, and kind of give you that encouragement uh, just to keep going and keep being who you are, which is a good person. Um, so, Christian, um, I'm going to link all these in the and in, on Instagram and on Facebook, um, but kind of just give everybody a kind of a sneak peek of what you guys do on your podcast. 
Absolutely. First off, I definitely needed this episode. For sure. <laughs> you know, just because you and I go on and talk about it, like trying to deliver information to listeners or viewers, doesn't mean that I, I wasn't here sitting here not inspired. I, I, I loved it. So we all need it. <laughs> man, I, I just want to thank Jordan so much for having me back on. Uh, but yes, Travelers into the Multiverse. That is the podcast uh, hosted by myself and Tucker Wallace. Uh, Tucker is a, he's an all right guy. Um, I prefer his uh, variants, his other versions. Uh, nah, he's, a, he, he's awesome. But we have our uh, podcast. Uh, we do weekly episodes. We do weekly reactions to the new superhero things coming out. Um, actually, I think we're going to be filming one tonight. So oh, nice. uh, <laughs> The work never stops, but <laughs> yeah, Jordan will have a link. Uh, we are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We're also on YouTube. I, I think we're on almost everything. Um, we're even on TikTok. So, uh, I mean, you guys can just come follow us, uh, come check out our content. Uh, Jordan, we're working on getting him scheduled and to jump to our universe and film It'll with happen. us sometime. It'll happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Have, we've got scheduling conflicts, but it's no one's fault, but we're, you know, uh, so, so there's going to be one universe where we're all <laughs> able to uh, assemble Avengers assemble. It's got uh, to be worth it. It'll be worth it. It's going to be great. I, I love the topic. Yeah. I won't, I won't spoil anything, but it, I love the topic that he's got yeah, in mind. So it's going to be, be awesome. But I just want to thank you all for tuning in and listening. Uh, what Jordan's doing here, uh, his show, his podcast is just, it, it's so encouraging. It's inspiring. Um, I know for myself, it gets me back in the word and I just cannot uh, thank you enough for having me on. Yes, sir. I mean, we're thankful that you guys are on. I'm looking forward to being on with you and Tucker and I hope we are able to encourage you guys, you know, to, uh, you know, keep searching the scripture for yourself, you know, to, to, to also understand that you can, uh, you can have fun like we did kind of going through things and, and you can study the scripture and have great conversation and, and we have a good study as well. So hopefully uh, this is able to encourage you and Lord willing, uh, we'll be back on Monday uh, with another podcast. Thanks, guys.